I will start by saying welcome, everyone, to episode 12 of the TriFlow podcast, where business meets growth. In this episode, we have Corey Leaf, who is, of course, the CEO of Sing It To Me Again, Sal. It is the... Grant Cardone Canada, baby. Grant Cardone Canada. Canada. Represent. Represent. That's right. With a name like Canada, you think it would just be in one country, but this thing is global. So it's 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 funny. It's kind of like an oxymoron having Canada in there. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're going to talk about the beginnings, the middles, everything that's um, leading towards how uh, you got to where you are, and then and then maybe you know any sort of methodology and and of course all of the plugs galore. Everybody loves plugs. Um, so first off, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, gentlemen, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me. And uh, sorry I'm late, and let's roll on this thing. That's okay. Um, of course. So uh, I will start with the, the first question, if you're up for it. Yeah, let's roll. Okay. So the first question that we have for you um, is sort of starting at the beginning, right? Because yeah. every successful person was once a child, which sort of leads to um, asking that at the beginning, which is what was your childhood like? And specifically, were your parents in sales at all? Or was this more of a clandestine thing for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't secretive, but uh, no, it's sales, sales for me. Uh, I mean, my parents, my, my dad ran his own businesses uh, growing up. And my dad did everything. You know that expression, you know, you're a master of, you're a jack of all trades or a master of none. The thing with my old man, he's, he's literally a master of every trade, like anything yeah. he put his hands on. So my dad, he first had a business uh, with my grandpa and he owned 50% of a restaurant. This was before I was born. So my fa- my grandpa was a legend. He just passed away recently. Absolute legend. Came from Macedonia, didn't speak English, and then opened restaurants and built restaurant empire after restaurant empire. So that was my grandpa. Then my dad and him started a restaurant together in the 80s. And then I was born in 90. Um, and then my dad actually built a uh, – he went to school to be an automotive technician, and he, he was an auto uh, restorationist. So he would import cars from Florida into Toronto and sell them in Ontario. So uh, he did that business in the early 90s, and then he got started working for IBM, which is a computer company, and started designing – he became like a networks or a systems engineer. So he went from working from restaurants to importing cars and restoring them and starting his own shop – to uh, working for IBM as a systems engineer and then became a network engineer uh, for IBM. And then he went back into, uh, he went into contracting. So like houses and all sorts of stuff. Like my dad did everything. And then my mom worked, worked in uh, leasing and sales for IBM. Um, oh, but wow. I never really knew what she did to be real. I was just, a, <laughs> mom works for a computer company. You know, that was pretty much it, so. yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, honestly, it sounds like your dad was just a genius who had a lot of untapped potential. And not yeah. everybody can do that, right? That's a lot of knowledge needs to be put into being able to make those kind of leaps, especially into the networking aspect yeah, of you know, my, my dad, my dad, he can figure <laughs> things out. So he would just start in a low position and then just work his way all the way up because his, his brain would allow him to do that. Um, and then he, and my childhood was working, man. Like my you know, my parents wouldn't buy me anything. Uh, my, my friends, I had a couple of richer friends than me. We were middle class. We, we always had, you know, decent Christmases and, you know, good gifts at your birthday. But, you know, there was you, there was definitely, you know, you had to turn the light off when you left the room and you're, you know, nice. Corey, who do you think I am? You know, the electric company, like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the same middle I'm class really. mindset is there. You know, the scarcity mindset. Don't use too many paper towels if you can use a cloth. 
So mm-hmm. the, the, the middle class stuff was there. Money doesn't grow on trees, that type of mentality. Um, and then from there, guys, you know, uh, my dad, I wanted the mini bike. I wanted motorcycles. Like I was a dirt bike guy. And my dad's yeah. like, you need to go work for it. So I started knocking on doors when I was 11 years old. So wow. I started doing door to door sales yeah. at 11 to shovel driveways at 12, 13 uh, to start cutting grass. Yeah. Wow. That's so, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, hustle early, right? That's yeah. to think, right? I mean, because you still had fun. Right. Or was your entire childhood existence just constant pain no, and no, working, it right? You, you, I mean, it was fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can imagine, right? You're doing this, but having a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah. When you're a kid, you don't take the rejection. Uh, you don't take the rejection uh, seriously. But, I, I, you know, yeah. some, of you, some of the people who are watching may not know, you know, what I'm doing now. So I know <laughs> we said Grant Cardone Canada. Did we give a kind of a synopsis to that or? You know, right now I'm running a $4 million company. We we're literally about to sign a contract um, that's probably going to make us probably a seven to an $8 million company this year, you know, nice. um, and I draw and I dropped out. So I didn't, I didn't go to school. I think that's actually one of your questions, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 A little, okay, a little cool. later on into the, yeah, we're going to get into the good right? stuff. We're going to get into cool. the good stuff, Corey. No, no, no worries. None of it so wait, did you, did you end yeah. up buying that dirt bike or? I yeah, mean, I did. Yeah, I did. We ended up nice. buying uh, buying a mini bike in 1970. It needed to be refurbished and rebuilt. Damn. And uh, yeah, like I'm 11 years old, 12 years old. I, I saved up $900 as as a 12 year old and rebuilt the, the entire engine, refurbished the wheels, painted nice. a whole bunch of stuff, cleaned this whole thing up. So I got the whole experience of rebuilding a dirt bike at like a young age. Nice. So, so do you think like being able to buy that dirt bike from from knocking doors for cutting grass, like because the next question is like, can you recall a defining learning moment that helped you mold, mold you? Like, like what? When was the aha moment that sales makes money? Like, when when did you like make that connection? That like, hey, I need to go to sales, or or was was sales that defining 19. moment for you, or what was the? Yeah, you know, I was probably nineteen. I went to uh, I went I I pulled um, I got this like little little job fair notification, nice. which was basically some piece of paper like a little ad that got taped to a wall so it got taped to like a billboard and it was like make one to five hundred dollars a day and it was an ad for a door-to-door sales company so i went to this i went to this presentation this job fair presentation um and i thought it was a construction business i thought it was a lawn care business and it turns out it's a door-to-door sales business so i walk (laughs) into this I walk into this warehouse, there's 250 kids in there. Nobody knows what's going Holy. on. And little do they know that they've literally been suckered into coming to a door-to-door sales presentation. <laughs> yeah. Then this, this guy Isn't that what in. you do, Corey? Isn't that what you yeah, do? That's what I do. That's what I do. I don't, I don't sucker people into the presentation. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. sucker. Yeah. So, so, so I walk into this room and then there's this guy who walks into the room, slides a chair across the front of the room, stands on the chair in front of everybody, wow. and he tells the whole room to be quiet. And then he gives a huge nice. presentation about like, oh, how sales is life and you need to take your life to the next level. And, you know, uh, if you learn sales, you'll always have money and you'll make more money than a lawyer. If you learn sales, you're going to be an expert communicator. You got to you got to level yourself up. And this guy's name was Damon Bangma. And I think, Sal, you worked for you worked with Damon at LedCorp because I hired him later on in life. So oh, this, really? this like, no this, like motivational guy, he was like 25 years old. He's talking about how he's making six figures and how we could all make six figures too. And then he points <laughs> me out. I'm the only guy in the crowd wearing a shirt and tie. You know, <laughs> and he, he points me out. He's like, oh, this kid's going to be good. 
which was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> uh, I literally took over his job in like like three years later. So yeah, yeah so that was the tipping moment. I went to this this sa this sales presentation, um, and then another similar moment was I was re I read my first self help book, which was mm. uh, called The Success uh, Success Principles with Jack Canfield, and I only read like a chapter. Right. But the, I read the I, I read the preface, and the preface was like, "If you do everything in this book, you will have everything you want in life." And wow. I I couldn't sleep that night because I I was stupid enough wow. to believe that, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's hop into the next question, George. You want to take this one? Um, this is the one about of the course. the schooling, I think. Well, yeah. So um, you went to elementary school, maybe yeah. middle school, um, yeah. high school, obviously. Did you graduate high school? Yeah, I graduated what was that high school. Like? Uh, high school sucked for me, and I think it's okay. it, it contributed to a huge amount of my drive because I was a cool kid in elementary school. Uh, you know, had the girls. I was well dressed. I had nice stuff. Yeah. Like I had a motorcycle when I was. I had a dirt bike, like a full size dirt bike. By the time I was, you know, thirteen, that I paid yeah. for myself. I had a job. I always had money, um, and I was pretty nice. pretty clever. And then when grade nine came around, see everybody else got taller, but I didn't. So I was this super oh, no. mature. Yeah. I was like this super mature kid in, in elementary school. Uh, and then high school came around and now everybody is, you know, like six foot and I'm five foot. And yeah, I literally yeah. I got a baby face, people are growing beards, and now yeah. I'm not getting any girls. I'm not getting you know, and nobody I'm out I'm a big mouth and a big personality right. in this tiny little body. Right. <laughs> So yeah. high school, and then I didn't get taller until like grade eleven, grade twelve. So yes. that that kind of created a, a thing where like I got bullied a lot in high school, but I I pulled it in, you know, like I was a big mouth, so I would just I would always you know instigate the situation, and then I was getting bullied. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then grade twelve came along, and then I started working out, and then I bought a car, and I had the fastest car in school, and that was a big That's thing for me. So basically, yeah. what happened after high school was. Yeah, like I had all of these things that I had to prove to people, you know. So there's yeah, definitely yeah. A, an insecurity complex there that actually led to me starting to work on myself, read books, uh, yeah. you know, lift weights. Like I did a bodybuilding competition right out of high school. So when I was 19 nice. or 20, I did an all-natural bodybuilding competition. Yeah, nice, nice. But yeah, I, I dropped out of school. So my my whole rule for success is, you know, like who's your mentor? Who do you get advice from? You know, my yeah. rule for success is you need to have a board of advisors for your life. So I went to college so this for is, one year. Go ahead. Yeah, th this is kind of along the next one is like, how did you climb the ladder? Like, because you're talking, you're going to be talking about mentors right now. And it's just like people think that, hey, I can take it to the next step. I can take it to the next level just by like working harder or like whatever, or like, oh, yeah, asking for a promotion or like yeah, you know you can't right. So so like you're gonna be talking about mentors and, and success. So yeah, let's let's talk about that. Tell us a little bit about your secret. Yeah. So well, I'll even tie the schooling into that. See, uh, formalized schooling and education are not synonymous. So right. they don't go hand in hand. Like one does not equal the other. Like just because you're formalized school doesn't mean you're educated. Like you could have gone yeah. to college and, and gotten drunk every single day and, and and slept through half your classes and be educated. And I yes. could have been doing private courses for literally two or yes. three years straight, and I'm not educated. So yeah. for me, I went to college, and then I'm I'm sitting in class, and I'm listening to these teachers, and I'm like, man, this teacher's – and I was in uh, a communications program, communications and television, mm -hmm. um, but I was taking nice. business communications, this course, 
And I'm listening yeah. to this teacher and this guy's never run a business. This yeah. guy's never, he's never sat on a board of directors. He's never drafted a proposal. He's never closed a multi-million dollar or even a six figure deal. Why am I listening to him? So how I climbed the ladder is when I dropped out of school, I'm like, I'm going to find a, a mentor. I'm going to find a guy who is a multimillionaire and I'm going to get him, I'm going to work nice. for him, even if it's for really cheap. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to learn what I need to learn. See, that's, yeah, that's the nice. thing with kids these days. I mean, I mean, included back then as well as they're like, oh, I need to go to university. They're willing to spend money. You know, what is it? What does the university education cost? Like 20 to 30 grand a year, roughly. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. 45,000, 50,000. Yeah. yeah. So and you're going versions. Yeah. So university, you're going down $200 a day. You're going down $300 a day. Right. And, and what are you getting for that? You know, when you get out of school, what, you know how to make a Frappuccino, like fucking fantastic. Oh, pardon my language. Okay. Like, good, you know, good for, right. good for you. You know how to make a cappuccino. Like where's, where's your business experience? So how I yeah. climbed the ladder is I found real business owners, multi-million dollar business owners, and I worked for them for cheap. And, or I did sales for them and I got mentored and then I started buying mm. books. I started buying books that studied the top 1% of income earners. Mm. So well, who were some of your mentors? Uh, just guide us through. I, I, I used to see when you first came into that Litecore presentation, that first one, I saw a couple of pictures <laughs> of you and your mentors. I mean, like you had, you had some interesting ones. You took pictures of all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of them are controversial. Who are some of you are like, yeah some of them are yeah yeah some of them are controversial characters one of them is in jail right now so Damn. Oh, wow. yeah yeah i'm surprised another one of them's not in jail either because i don't think he pays his taxes <laughs> but um, oh, yeah so the first company i worked for was a door-to-door -door sales business uh yeah. i won't mention the name but it was pretty shady like i ended up living in a warehouse for eight months when i was working for this company Oh, wow. Wow. So, so, so I dropped out of college and then I started hanging out with the wrong people and I got yeah. it. I developed a drug habit at 19 years old and I'm not talking about smoking weed. So yeah. Yeah. I actually got into the wrong crowd. I started getting into fights. I started drinking all the time. And then uh, it, it started this way. This is how it starts, by the way, for everybody to mm -hmm. know. It always starts. Yeah. Oh, I just smoked a little weed. Every idiot on the planet who thinks that weed, weed is not a gateway, you're an idiot. Yeah, because that's yeah, where it that's always true. starts. You show me somebody who's like, let's do some cocaine, who's never smoked a joint. <laughs> like, you'll never meet anybody yeah. who's like, I don't smoke weed, but I do cocaine. You'll never meet yeah. that guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah. it always starts with, oh, I only smoke weed on the weekends, and then it's, oh, yeah. like I smoke weed occasionally, and then oh, I smoke weed right. to go to bed at night. And then you guys yeah. know these people, right? And then, yeah, yeah. And then it got 100%. into, oh, I only do, I only do party drugs on Saturdays. And then, and then it's, or once a month. And then it's like, I only do party drugs Friday and Saturday night. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then, and then it becomes Sunday. early. Well, and then it's yeah. like coffee and yeah, you got to do it twice a day. And, and then it becomes in the morning, like with the morning coffee, like that, that, uh, that, that movie, Wall yeah. Street. Yeah. Did you watch yeah. that scene, Waffle Wall Street? Like, oh, I've seen that movie so many times. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's... yeah you guys like that movie? Well, oh, it's, it's hilarious, awesome. but it's you know everybody Super looks at the rise, everybody looks at the fall. Hmm. That's that's one of the biggest aspects. Yeah, we can talk about that. You're if if you don't build your business on ethics, it'll collapse. But uh, back to hmm. it. So, so my buddy calls me on a Wednesday. I just want to tie in how my ladder started because yeah. I yeah. dropped out of school and then I had a bunch of free time and didn't fill my time up, so I ended up with the wrong crowd. But my buddy calls me December 2010. I've had a drug problem for a year. And yeah. my buddy calls me on a Wednesday night. 
a Wednesday and he's, mm-hmm. he's stoned. He's on a bunch of MDMA, I think. I think that was the drug. And I clued in and I'm like, all I can hear is this voice in my head saying, Corey, it's Wednesday night. You're, you're getting called to go do drugs on a Wednesday night. This wow. is a problem. Yeah. Three yeah. weeks later, well, I'm like, big problem. I'm firing all my friends, like, fuck them. I go, pardon my language. Like I'm, I'm cutting, yeah. I'm cutting all these guys out. I'm literally yeah. get rid of them. And I'm moving across the country. So I flew from Toronto to Vancouver and nice. I took this door to door sales management position. And the owner of that company promised me um, mentorship and guidance, but he also promised me accommodations. Well, when I landed in Vancouver, there was no accommodations. Yeah. And, this, and this guy proved to be a little shady and there was a warehouse, a commercial warehouse. So I ended up getting wow. stuck. Well, first there was a motel for two months with three guys in a room. Jeez. And then, yeah, I know. And then it, there was a warehouse for, for six and a half, seven months. So I lived in a warehouse for about seven months and I lived uh, in, a, in a motel for about two months. Yeah. So yeah, that's building. how it started. That's how it started. Oh, character yeah. building. Yeah. Well, that was my drug. <laughs> yeah. And I quit yeah. drugs yeah. Cold, cold turkey December 31st, 2010. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And that's yeah. kind of that's why you dropped because I mean, I Pardon? think that takes us to the next uh, next question, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do drugs. Um, drugs drugs are for thugs, man. Like for real, like drugs drugs are for weak minded people. Like yeah, just to be we very should, we should also preface that doesn't mean that if you feel that you're weak minded, you should do drugs. You should never do drugs. <laughs> Good right? No matter yeah. who you are, you shouldn't do drugs. But no, that is correct. Well, that's I, right. And coming from a guy who spilled more drugs than most people have taken, so. You right. know, like I've, yeah. I've, I've definitely done a lot of drugs in my life, early in my life. Um, what I can say is, yeah, first thing is I, I don't, I don't drink. So you want to what things I've been doing and what things I haven't been doing? Well, I don't drink. I mean, I might have a glass of wine on a celebration if it's like celebrating success. Like, you know, we, we hit a huge milestone. I'll definitely have a glass nice. of wine. Nice. Um, but yeah, I don't drink. I don't use that as a, as a, a thing to relax, so to speak. Um, I don't take drugs at all. I don't smoke weed. Um, so those are things that I dropped, you know, another huge addiction for men. I don't watch porn. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that here, but I just don't do it. Oh, that's totally you know, I fine, man. I don't do yeah, any this of that. Is why. This is like totally R rated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got, I got mental focus on my game. I, I don't, I don't nice. watch that stuff. Like that whole industry is really gross. So I don't do that either. Yeah. Um, but methods from, from day one, there's, there's one, there's one thing that I won't talk about because of the controversy around it. Um, <laughs> But all I can say is working on. No, myself. what is it? What is it? What's what's the cut? I mean, I mean, no, give man, us a little hint. You can use uh, on We've we'll talked about porn. We've talked about drugs. We, we we talked about everything, man. And I don't think there's anything left. Yeah. Well, I, okay. So I had a mentor uh, who you know who coached me, and he's like, dude, like if you really want to get to the next level, it's not just about what you read. It's about mm-hmm. taking away your baggage. It's about, right. so you've got triggers and emotional habit patterns and uh, traumas that have happened to you and um, things that you've done, unethical things that you've done, uh, right. to basically that, that are in your conscience on a deep, deep level, in your reactive mm-hmm. mind. There's literally programs in your reactive mind, uh, your subconscious mind, if you will, if that's your, your terminology, that literally cause you to react to situations, get emotional and allow your mind to take over. Like you guys know, like you're driving home from work one day, your boss was an absolute ass and your mind's running like blah, blah, blah. Like I should have said this. I should have said that. Meanwhile, he's not in the car. 
you're yeah. you're in traffic yeah. and you're literally you're in your you're in your mind like you're literally That's in true. your mind right yeah so yeah. there's yeah. some technology some tech some spiritual technology uh right. that you can remove those programs you can remove those triggers so you can spend more time in present time and i use right. that yeah. i use a technology it's a technology called auditing and it's called it's dianetic right. auditing so that's nice. um, if you guys know what Dianetics is, I'll, I'll leave it there. I won't. Uh, I won't say. Well, anymore. then, we, yeah. if for anyone who's interested, they can Google it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't Google it because if you Google it, the internet will tell you. <laughs> the internet will tell you to stay away. So this is it's something wow. that I've done. Okay. I, I did it yeah. in a Scientology center. So I, I don't have a religion, hmm. but it is a huh? service that is offered by by Scientology centers across the planet. And there's a reason why the media wants to keep people away from those places because the year that I did my first uh, about 25 hours of auditing, my income went from 37 grand to 90 grand. I wow. did another 20 hours of auditing, my income went from 90 grand to 160 grand. And 100% in sales, there's a correlation. Mm -hmm. Because if we take the nice. individual, we get rid of their emotional reactivity, we get rid of their triggers, we get basically you deassemble the ego. The guy yeah, is now yes. more in control of his life. Does that make sense? So that's a yeah, that's yeah. technology I use. Um, I do, um, you know, I obviously have exercised my entire life. I've been a super, super fit dude. Here, there's a, yeah, there's dude, a body. That's the I shape have, that I used to yeah. be. You, know? you, guys you didn't send me that, those pictures. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I did. Yeah. You sent me the bad ones, but not this bodybuilding. Oh, yeah, right. I'll, I'll show everybody there. That's, that's yeah, what I used to look like at one point. And, there's, and I did that without drugs, no steroids. So uh -huh. um, Pure discipline. Yeah, I, I used to work out a lot. I think exercise is super important. Um, yeah. And then reading, man, like you got to study successful people. Like a big method of what I've done is study the 1%. Having an yeah. open mind is a liability. Do not yeah. have an open mind. Anybody says you should have an open mind, seriously. Like seriously, Sal, <laughs> you should have an open yeah. mind. It's yeah. No, fuck yeah. that. Do not have an open mind. This planet yeah. is broken. Yes. Most people don't know what they're doing. Don't have yeah. an open mind. Yes, so, you should. You should just follow the successful, and and that's what that's you've it. you've done. You should have, uh, you should have a system. You should have a way of 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 living that helps you move forward rather than backward, and uh, and really like like you said, all these things that you mentioned, um, you know, working out, eating healthy, reading, um, uh, removing yourself from your ego, um, and really because that's what what you know that's holding you back is you are your own obstacle enemy right you're your own yeah. obstacle so how the fuck are you gonna move forward if you keep coming up like fucking yourself back and and you know one step forward and two steps back so uh no the things that you're saying are just like like amazing gold nuggets um yeah man so, well, well, yeah that's thing, awesome right dude. there's there's a lot of technology for deassembling the ego i did all of it i did tony robbins walking on fire with my bare feet the dickens process oh, nah, uh, nah. you know all that psychological nonsense that say your it's your parents fault it's not your parents fault there's so much more to it than that okay because my parents did everything right i ended up on drugs correct so how do you explain how do you explain that how do you it's explain yeah, yeah. Your, your environment yeah. your environment, environment yeah. Yeah. peer pressure and then things that you've done so I, there's a lot of technology for deassembling the ego. I just, the one that I found that worked best was auditing. But like, if you look at it, I mean, I did a Buddhist meditation retreat in the desert, 10 days of silence in the Holy. desert of California. I did, uh, I lived on a Hare Krishna farm, which is like, like a Hindu uh, sect. Okay. And I did that in Australia, nice. t t two weeks on a, on a Hindu farm. Um, nice. Like I said, I walked on bare coals with my, with my bare feet, uh, hot coals with my bare feet when I was like 20 years old. 
I did Reiki, yeah. which was like energy work. I did like a bunch yeah. of acupuncture. Oh, yeah, that. So yeah. all, all of that stuff is good. It's good to clean, clean your energy out. You know, like you want to understand yourself. I just recommend yeah. staying away from psychologists and psychiatrists because what they tend to do is they tend to stamp you and evaluate you. They try to say you are ADD, you are this, you are that. And rather than and you, stays that way forever. Yeah. And rather than you coming to your own conclusions about who you are and, and, and how to take your life to the next level, you now have this idea or this label. Like labels are for boxes, not for people. The reason the psychologists and the psychiatrists give you a label is so that they can give you a drug or yeah, that they yes. can or so that they can keep seeing you. So that's not and if you look at that, people who generally see a psychologist or a psychiatrist generally don't get any better. So that's why I stay away from those guys. I'd rather use Eastern medicine, uh, your Eastern methods for improving myself. So let's continue. Wait, 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 wait. Well, so I, for this question, we basically covered everything because there's the day one methods, but then there's also the ones that you've dropped, which, which we can say that towards drugs. I mean, you know, you can, you can work on drugs, but you'll always end up burning out. So, um, would there be anything else that maybe you've, you've tried, uh, aside from, um, working with maybe business methods that you've tried that are successful? Yeah. Business methods. And also I feel like, um, Corey, if you could touch on like, cause I, I think that you consider yourself as a business. So like what you've done there is you actually did like a trial and error thing where you tried the, the meditation, you tried this, you tried that. And is that, do you think that you have like, you've created a whole innovation system for yourself to, to, because this is what the trifle podcast is about. It's like about trial and error in your business and, and innovation coming with innovative solutions to propel yeah. yourself forward. So how do you think yeah. you, you innovated with your, you know, core relief as a business? Yeah. How, what, what's the, what's the role of innovation in how you were able to succeed so fast and do, do these like leap, leap jobs of, of success to the next level? Yeah. Yeah. So I, first thing I did is I look at, yeah, I look at me like I am a business. Right. That's the first yeah. thing. So it's like, I am a business. I don't start a business. So that's my very yeah. first thing. And if I am a business, I need a board of advisors, right? like a panel, right? So I look at that and I'm like, all right, Corey, this guy, this, this is my character. This is like my Sims character. If you ever played a video <laughs> game called Sims, right? Dude, I love I that gotta, concept. Yeah. I got to level this guy up in all these different categories. I got to level up myself in my health. I got to level up myself in my money. I got to level myself up in my career, my communication skills, my relationships. So I got to level myself up. I always look at myself like a character in a video game. And it's like, great. The video game's going to keep getting harder, like straight right. up. Like that's what planet earth is. If people haven't noticed yet, like it's going to keep getting harder, <laughs> right? So yep. you got to keep getting Damn. better. So my, my mentality yeah. is I got to level this character up as soon as possible with all of my money and all of my energy. I got to look to level the character up to make the level easier and more productive, get more points. Points yeah. is money basically right now. Okay. So for me, I looked at my career as, okay, if that's the case, I need a formula. I need to look at where is Corey weak? Okay. Well let's, and early on it's okay. You don't understand how to close deals. You don't know how to negotiate. You're really not that good of a salesman. You're a charismatic person, but that doesn't mean you know how to sell. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to level up my, my character in the sales arena. So I live, nice. my life in, I live my life in chapters. See, that's an issue that millennials have is they're not willing to do things short term just to suit a purpose. Like they're not willing to take a door-to-door -door job because they're like, oh, I'm better than that. Well, mm -hmm. no, you're fucking not. 
you know, like that's not if you're willing to start at the beginning. So I'm (laughs) exactly. So for me, it's like, all right, I'm willing to do door to door sales for a couple of years because it's going to take my character and it's going to level him up in sales. It's going to make him way better. And then after I've done that for two years, great. Now I'm going to get a management position and I'm going to learn how to lead people. I'm going to learn how to be a sales leader. And I'm willing to do that for two or three years because that's going to lead, that's going to build my character up in that area. See, what most most people are doing is they're getting a job and they're trying to do everything. So they're, they're, they're getting a job and, and they think that they're going to work their way up the corporate ladder, even though they are not in sales, which is hilarious. It's the slowest way to go up the ladder is to try and basically just do it without being in sales of some way because you're on you're not on the revenue line of the business you're on the cost line of the business anytime you're on the cost yeah. line of the business people are always trying to keep your pay where it is yeah so, like we have a lot of audience that are like engineers like i graduated from some a lot of people that know me are engineers right now and like yeah. literally it's going to take them like 10 years to to get to like a place where they maybe make 120k a year 150k a year yeah um because of this same same thing that you're talking about yeah, well, and they should all learn how to sell so they can go get bring contracts to their firm. If they could bring exactly. con, if they could bring contacts and contracts to their firm, they would progress way quicker, that's right? It. So for me, that's how I looked at my life. It's like, all right, I'm willing to do this for the next two years because it's going to level my character up. So I started in sales, sales management, then being an executive, being an entrepreneur, and then finally I made the jump to being a franchise owner. Where now, okay, now I own my own business, but it's kind of a plug and play thing. And now I actually, now I just run, run two companies. So I didn't, I didn't want to like make a leap from being a sales guy with no experience to running my own business. That's so stupid. I'd rather just take a staircase to get there. Nice. Nice. So yeah. So you mentioned two companies. So there's, there's also a project. So the two things I want to touch on right now, uh, before we end, like within the next five minutes is one is your other company that you're working on right now, which is uh, Yesa. So you have Grand yeah. Cardone Canada, which is, does yeah. uh, sells the sales training for Grand Cardone Canada-wide. Um, yeah. And uh, the same one, um, you also have Yesa. So could you tell us a little bit about Yesa and what you're doing here? And like, what's your vision for Yesa? And if somebody or some of the audience, people that want to participate in it, how they can do that? Um, yeah. and, and like, how do they see themselves in it and, and that stuff? Yeah, fantastic. And then the second so- thing, we're going to talk about what happened to you recently and how you came back from, from, course, the, from yeah, the elevator yeah, yeah, yeah. down, down and up and then and then you came back my near, from the, my near death yeah death. we'll talk about the near death we'll talk about the near death experience for sure so um yeah. yes uh, it's very simple it's either we train your salespeople, grant cardone canada or we are your salespeople. yes sir. so what yes it does is if you look at my career i i have a formula that got me into the top one percent of income earners in canada by the time i was 26 years old nice. okay so if you look at that, you're like, all right, so this kid's got a formula. So what I did is I dropped out of school and I started doing door-to-door sales. And then from door-to-door sales, I got into, you know, more advanced door-to-door sales, more advanced direct-to-consumer selling over the phone, um, selling business-to-business. Like I did business-to-business early in my career and then I did it a little later, right? Um, and then from there, I got into leadership and management. Then I, from there, I got into being an entrepreneur and working within a company as an executive. And then from there, I started my own business. So I look, and then along that whole time, I studied guy mentors. I studied guys like Grant Cardone. I studied guys like Kevin Trudeau. I studied guys like Tony Robbins. I studied guys like um, uh, Jack Canfield and Napoleon Hill. And you know, I studied everything I could on on this top one percent thing. You know, guys like Elon Musk, right? Guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So yeah, yeah. Right? So I studied this top one percent bracket, right? And while doing sales positions. 
And then I was thinking like, nice. if you wanted to be an engineer, they have a laid out curriculum. So over time, I right. started looking at and decompiling what I studied and said, well, let's build it into a curriculum. So I looked at my last 10 years of study. That's how long I've been doing this now, since you know, literally a decade. And I looked yeah. at everything I studied. I'm like, what's the correct chronological order for me to study this stuff or for, for a new person? If I was going to do it all over again, what's the chronological order? So that's what we did with YESA. We built a curriculum, a study of the top 1%. And everything from nice. their skill development, not just mindset. You can't really teach mindset. That's a thing. You can study mindset, but teaching the mind how to think is something completely different. So teaching, teaching mindset is important, but also <laughs> teaching skill set. So teaching people how to sell, how to negotiate, how to close deals, how to open people, how to brand themselves, how to handle antagonism, how to diffuse aggression, like really good people yeah. skills, how to dress, right? Literally how nice. to build, you know, how to build your personal brand. So we built this curriculum and what we then did is, all right, I'm going to own a sales company now. And what YESA is, is it's actually four sales companies. There's only two up and running right now. And what we do is we take these young people, we put them in a residential sales position. So they're going to be selling direct to consumers and they're going to be doing 90 minutes of study every day. And then they're going to be doing six and a half hours of sales every day. So rather than just selling for eight to 12 hours a day, they're going to be studying for 90 minutes, studying the top 1%, studying sales, practicing sales, doing public speaking. And then they're going to be doing six and a half, seven hours of selling. And they're going to do that nice. for eight to 10 months. When they graduate that role, they're going to hit certain targets. They're going to get a certificate. Then we're going to put them into a more advanced sales role. Yeah. And, and then they're going to do a new curriculum called grade two. Then they're going to go from their a more advanced sales role into a business to business sales role, which is year three nice. and four. So we're creating a curriculum for them to get educated. So they literally get educated the whole time while making money. So at the end of our nice. four year program, they're making a hundred grand over, well over a hundred grand a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. They've gone through Cardone university. They've been educated on public speaking. They understand how to navigate a boardroom. They understand negotiation and sales and business and marketing and personal branding, but they don't graduate with a hundred grand in debt. They graduate with hopefully a hundred grand in the bank. Yeah, <laughs> literally the opposite of how the system currently works. Yeah, and they actually have experience. Yeah. 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 So this is like for somebody who's who's literally coming out right off high school or college or university like, or college or university, like whatever whatever level they're at and and they really want to uh, make an active difference in their life and rather than going to the corporate ladder and and you know doing all this uh, you know 9 to 5, you know, stuff that doesn't upgrade you and help you to get to really where you want to get to in life which is eventually in this case for the YESA which is the Young Entrepreneur Sales Academy is to be able to run a business on your own yeah so that's kind of the goal yeah so the final piece is if if you make it through the four-year program which we hope you do all right we help rebuild your personal brand we give you a revenue portfolio so now you have four years of sales stats so you can go to a company nice. and be like here's my revenue portfolio here's here's the sales I made for this company Here's the sales I made for this business. Here's the sales I made for this business. It's all under the YESA umbrella. You have four years of tenure on your, on your resume, not one year here, one year here, one year here. You have four years of tenure. But here's the thing, right? Like that kid now has an actual brand. We literally help him now in the marketplace find a real corporate job. Or if he's really good, he wants to run his own business, we will fund him between fifty dollars and $100,000 as a graduate to start his own sales business. 
nuts. And nice. because, and nice. guess what? When we supply everything, we supply the legal, we supply the payroll, we supply the startup fund, and we supply his first five salespeople because we're a school. Amazing, amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. So now we're gonna get to the last part. Um, thank you for sharing that part with us. Which is like recently something something really horrific happened to you and. And everybody around you noticed that you you just out of all of a sudden you were just out and nobody knew what happened to you um, except for a couple months later and and really it was something that was really really serious. Um, yeah. I'm going to share a couple of pictures right now actually. Well, why don't you um, want me to show the before? Uh, so here's the before photo. So this. this so yeah, the I got before. yeah, I got I got sick in December. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes. So I got sick in December. I was on. I, I took a month off work. My first month, I literally got sick. So this is what I looked like before. Yeah. I don't understand. Okay. So the, these are the before yes. picture. Yeah, that's Damn. me right there. Okay. So I was jacked. Yeah. So I was 175 pounds. And if you want to show my front photo, yeah. five weeks later. So this is, this is uh, this is you right here. I'm just yeah. trying to uh, change the configuration. Um, kind of slow but uh, right. we're getting so, there yeah so literally five weeks later i had lost 65 pounds so five weeks yeah later, you can keep talking yeah tell us about it tell us about it i'm gonna have the picture show in the yeah. background here yeah yeah um, there so, it is. So, literally, so what happened and tell us about your experience yeah so i um i was in florida and you know i literally had just been hustling for like two years straight and I got, I got, I started getting sick. Like I started working out. I was 175 pounds, 10%, 12% body fat, super ripped. Like I've always been a super fit dude. Okay. Yeah. I know Sal tried to challenge me. He saw one of my five kilometer runs and it was under 20 minutes and he didn't believe me. <laughs> and he texted me. He's like, what? Like, yeah. I'm at, and I was like, go F yourself, Sal. I've yeah. been running five Ks. Like it's yeah, my job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was super fit. And then I, I went down to that. Florida and I was doing this, this spiritual retreat and I'm eating five, six meals a day and I'm working out like a beast. And then I started getting sick. Like food just wouldn't stay in me. And then when I went to the bathroom, there started being blood showing up. So we thought I had E. coli. Man. So we started treating the disease like I had E. coli. Well, I didn't have E. coli. I had an inflamed large intestine. So I started taking high doses of vitamin C, oil of oregano, like natural antibiotics, which made it worse, which made it way worse. So I went to another doctor and I got misdiagnosed that I had a parasite. So he put me on a parasite cleanse and a parasite cleanse is the worst thing you can do. And I take these supplements that are designed to kill parasites in your intestinal tract. And it literally started making me bleed so much that I was literally running to the bathroom 20 times a day. And literally, gentlemen, I was shitting blood, like a lot of it. Holy. Okay. That is, that's, I can't, I can't even like, that's so 20, graphic. 20 yeah, times, I can't honestly. Imagine. Yeah. 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 I, so I had to hop crazy. on a, I had to hop on an airplane from Florida, fly to Toronto. I ended up in a hospital, uh, just before new year's and, yeah. and, um, I ended up bleeding out. I'm in this hospital and you know, the doctors, you know, they do a colonoscopy, they shove a camera into your intestines. Um, and they basically say, yeah, you have ulcerative colitis. It's, it's in the most severe form. One of the most severe cases we've seen, um, wow. your CRP, your reactive, uh, protein in your blood or your inflammation markers are at 80. The healthiest recommended level is five or four. So your, your oh, inflammation in your body is 20 X where it should be. So your body will not digest any food right now. Your body will not hold on to any food. And what we want to do is we want, we don't know what causes this. That's what they say. 
Oh my so they God. Say, they yeah. say, we don't know what causes this and yeah. you're going to live with it for the rest of your life. So the moment oh, I heard man. that, the moment I heard that, I'm like, well, okay, so these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, this is just yeah. unknown territory. <laughs> like, right? but, but they yeah, put yeah, their yeah, prescribed drugs. They're quick to prescribe mm -hmm. drugs. They don't know what they're talking about, but they're very quick to prescribe drugs. So the doctors yeah. will tell you, oh, we don't know what causes this. Okay, well, if you don't know what causes it, with all due respect, then you don't know how to handle it. Because if, yeah. you, if you don't know the cause, then you don't know how to handle the situation and remedy it. So therefore, you can't give me advice. I don't care what medical school you went to. So I'm in this hospital now, and I've been in there for seven to eight days, and I'm literally shitting blood every single day. And I've already lost 25 to 30 pounds. Yeah. So my body's wow. getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. On uh, And on day, uh, day five, and they put me on some steroids to help stabilize me, but I didn't get any, I wouldn't get any better after day five. So my CRP, my, re, uh, my uh, reactive protein, my inflammation levels in my blood wouldn't go down below 50. That's still over 10 times the allowable amount of inflammation in the body. So yeah, now wow. I'm in this hospital and I know how corrupt the medical system is. I know how broken it is. Like these doctors don't know anything about food. The hospital food they're bringing you is Kellogg's and and, and apple juice from the box and uh, yeah. fruit cups and muffins and gluten and terrible crap. Yeah, literally processed process stuff, yeah. processed shit. Literally. So I'm not taking any of that. My girl's bringing me juice. She's literally bringing me vegetable juice from, from a juicer. So uh, nice. cabbage, kale, uh, cucumber, apple, carrot from a fresh nice. juicer. And that's all yeah. I'm drinking. And mm -hmm. the doctor's like, hey, we want to put you on this drug. And the drug is called Remicade, and it's a low-dose form of chemotherapy. So they want to put me on wow. chemotherapy. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not taking chemotherapy, dude. They're like, listen, like, you're not going to get any better. You, you need to take this drug, or we need to cut out your colon. We need to cut out your large intestine. And I'm like, no, I'm not into that. So I checked <laughs> myself out of the hospital. I'm in the weakest state ever. I've now lost 40 pounds, okay? Yeah. I checked myself out of the hospital. I go to my parents' house in Toronto and I try recovering there, but my parents are obviously very shooken up. They're very stressed because they're seeing their son. I went to the hospital, I came back like 30, 40 pounds lighter. Okay. Yeah, because like look at your picture, you look like a totally different person, dude. Like yeah, this I'm is a, honestly if I Yeah, I'm man, a, this is this is like wow. And that's remember, tough. that's what I look like when I went in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Like, I was I was jacked, you know. So, yeah. so take us through, I mean, I want to ask you, like, take us through, uh, what was your inside your head, dude? Like, like, honestly, if anybody that would go through that, like, what was like at your, and that was probably like rock bottom for you, like, rock bottom how were you able to, week later, rock bottom was about week a week later. Okay, so take yeah. us through that. Well, so I went home to my, I went to my parents' house and my parents, is just not a good place to be because they're, think about it, your parents watching you die isn't good for their headspace and i needed to be no, in yeah. that's why i left the hospital surrounding i can't be surrounded by people who are dying and mentally get my game on the healing process i can't focus on yeah. healing when i'm surrounded by all this death right <laughs> so so i'm at home but like every time my parents talk to me they're always like oh like are you okay like they're 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 worried their uh, their emotional mm. level is so low because it's yeah. fear yeah i can't be surrounded and by you people. can't blame them yeah, yeah. and you can't blame them so yeah yeah you just have to go and and five days in at this point five days of being out of the hospital and being at my parents house i'm not getting any better i go in and, and i and i'm taking these epsom salt baths because remember i can't eat anything so i'm taking epsom salt to get magnesium into the system okay yeah and 
I take off my pants and I look in the mirror and I don't have any legs left. Holy. Like, look, show, show the back of me again. So I had no glutes. Yeah, yeah, let's, here. So I literally, I had no glutes left. And I had to put a pillow. Here's the back. The, I had to put a pillow, and you can see my hips, there's literally no glutes there, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. I had to put a pillow in the bathtub because I couldn't sit on the bottom of the tub because it was only my femur bones. So, yeah. and I look at it and I step here, on I'm the just scale. I stepped on the scale, I was like 120 pounds. In that picture, I'm 110. Yeah. So just showing was, the picture itself. Yeah, so that was like rock bottom for me. Um, and I called my brother, he was in Vancouver. I'm like, yo, bro, I need you to hop on an airplane. I need you to fly to Toronto. And I need you to bring me back to Vancouver. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, kind of emotional, man, because uh, my, my brother's like, no fucking problem, I'll be, I'll be there to, like today. And my brother literally yeah, awesome. dropped everything he was doing. Because my girl was nice. burnt out too. She'd been taking care of me for three weeks at this point. So my, nice. my brother hopped on an airplane same day, dropped everything he was doing and flew to Toronto and got there that nice. night. And then when he got there, like I was just messed up, dude. That's when I let go. Like I let go of having a strong face. And yes. uh, I hopped on an airplane and flew back yes. to Vancouver. Now you, I wasn't allowed to fly because I had ble internal bleeding. When you go up in, a, in an airplane, the altitude yeah. stretches your insides. You guys know what it's like. You go on an airplane, you can feel your ears pressurize. Yeah, right? yeah. But when you have internal bleeding, that's what it does to your wounds. It, it yeah. pressurizes and depressurizes your wounds. So mm -hmm. I'm on the airplane, we get up to about 10,000 feet and now I can't breathe. And I started having a panic attack. Like I, I'm literally in the most severe pain. So they put me on oxygen for the whole flight. Luckily I was first class, so I got treated really well. And yeah. they actually lowered the airplane by about 7,000 feet. They lowered the altitude from like 32,000 to like 25,000 feet. So wow. trying to help me out. And then they got me off the airplane with paramedics and then I came back here and as you can see, I don't know if you guys can see like the view here. Yeah. This this is oh, a way Vancouver, beautiful. This is a way healthier place to be. Yeah. You know, th than a hospital. Man, I remember the oxygen in Vancouver. Just just like going out and s just smelling that fresh oxygen in Vancouver. That itself is I miss that here in Toronto, bro. Like I miss Dude, that. the air here is amazing. Yeah, the air Dude. here. Dude. So here's my method. Yeah. By the way, so this all yeah. ties back into how was I successful in business? Dropped out of school, not going to listen to the, the system, the teachers. So for me, right. I'm sick. I'm not going to listen to the doctors who are the system. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're the, they're, they're the first to tell you. We don't know what causes this. Here's a drug. Wow. It has nothing to do with it. And I found a woman. Uh, her name was Sabine. Uh, we found, I found a woman who had been through the same situation and, oh, really? and, and cured herself naturally. Mm -hmm. And I followed her formula. And wow. we started putting me on juice therapy. I literally didn't take the drugs. They put, you know, I went to a specialist. He's like, oh, take this drug, take that drug. No. Yeah. And I followed her formula. And four weeks later, I had my inflammation markers to zero. Holy six, six to eight weeks later, I had put back on the 40 pounds. You know, I didn't put on the 65 that I lost, but I had put on 40 pounds. I got my appetite back. I was starting to eat solid foods again. I was able to eat raw vegetables again because you can't eat raw vegetables when you're bleeding internally because it scratches you up. And mm. literally, I was flight ready on March 31st, 2018. I was 110 pounds February 4th. So that photo was taken on February 4th. On March 31st, I was ready to travel. Mm -hmm. Wow, in four weeks of just drinking natural like juices. 
Yeah, not juices, juice therapy, man. Juice therapy is how I healed myself. I got Holy. rid of all the inflammation. I, yeah, and I got really skinny. Yeah, I was 110 pounds. Like my girlfriend was and, dressed me. I was in a wheelchair. And, and this lady literally saved your life. Yeah, she gave me every, she's like, here's the foods you can eat until the bleeding stops. When the bleeding stops. So do you stops, feel like, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I mean, right. without going like through the specific, because like this is a, 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 a an event that happened in your life and it's almost like, almost like a traumatic event that really you're you're always on that flight you probably thought like that's it like i'm probably gonna just die on this flight here but you came back and yeah. and you're back here and and do you feel like you just just having this purpose like whatever it is yes uh, whatever yeah. it is that you have like do you have do you feel like you having a purpose in your life being on a mission like that was one of the things that really uh, uh, um, drive. essential, essential in you being here with us. To, like, what was, yeah, what was yeah. that? Like, what, um, what, what, what was it like? Is, is, so, uh, and we shut down my social media when I got sick because people started reaching out and I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I started getting messages left, right, and center from people saying, Hey, man, like, I know you're in rough shape. Ah, this, yeah, this yeah. will make me a bit emotional. People started reaching out to me, yeah. sending cards. They're like, Hey, I know you're in rough shape, but like, I just want to let you know, yeah. like, you changed my life. Because uh, I've trained like 3,500 salespeople, yeah. right? I've trained. Yeah, my hat, my hat is off to you. Like yeah. my life is at a totally different trajectory right now because of you and the knowledge that you passed on to us uh, during that like lead core training and and throw those. Uh, men you know, remember the mentorship calls? Yeah, like yeah. The mentorship calls that we used to have, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that that was that was amazing. Like you should be having like mentorship calls. Like, like I should I should do that I again. Yeah, like, you should so, do that. Like, like on a podcast, like with, with you on somebody, I don't know, maybe you and Andrew, like just, just like have a show, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, because, I, I'm dude. coming out with a show. You, wait, so I haven't done anything yeah. for my social media yeah. yet. So yeah. you're about to see, yeah. I'm going to blow things up in yeah. a really big way this year. So I'm literally, dude, I can't wait. I, I'm dropping 25 grand right now on a bunch of social nice. media stuff. So I'm literally about to roll out. Honestly, three to just, four months. just hire us here. We'll do it for 20. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, oh, right yeah. Here. I'll just fly me to Vancouver. Yeah, dude. If oh, yeah. Have, of course, man. Talk, man. I got lots of work to give. So, um, yeah, yeah, 100%. We'll definitely talk. But yeah, you're, um, I think your question was just around like uh, what purpose kept me alive while purpose. I was like, like, yeah, like, like purpose. And, and it, it's important, like, because you're back here. Not It's it, it, it's not like it's not for nothing, dude. Like, it's, it's for yeah. something. It, it's for whatever work that you're doing, for the people around you that told, like, hey, you changed their life. And you're changing lives on the daily and you will be changing lives through this social media and, and just being out there because yeah. when people see this stuff they they actually listen and and some stuff sometimes things click and and when things click like that uh, uh you know they it, it just changes their life it, it just puts yeah. them on another for trajectory me, so do you feel yeah, like how, how how big is that and how important was that for you during those times when i was really sick i start i, I literally you know, my mindset broke, like I mentally broke, uh, probably when I was about 120 pounds. So I, I did break and I lost sight yes. of the future. I literally was only thinking about day to day living. I lost sight of the future. Uh, I was doing a lot of energy work too. So that's the other aspect of what I was doing that helped me get better. I did a lot of energy work, a lot of mental training exercises, uh, a lot of emotional work while I was sick. And, um, what I can say is like, I got really sick and then lost sight of my vision and my goals. But then people started nice. sending me messages saying, thank you for changing my life. You know, like meeting you is like a pivotal point. Like people started writing me yeah. cards. 
And it woke yeah. me up to like, damn, nice. like I've already made a difference. What can yeah, I nice. do moving forward? Like I got to nice. take this more seriously. And I had lost sight of making a difference because when I started my own business, I literally lost sight of what was important, which was helping people. So getting sick put me back on that trajectory of I want to help people. I want to make a difference. Yeah. And that when I had that epiphany, I could I regained my future. And I'm like, man, I'm going to I got to make a difference. I got to change the game. And I resumed that purpose that I had let go of. Let's be real more before I got sick. I had let go of making a difference uh, probably somewhere around year one of starting my business because I got so caught up in the day to day running of a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, it put me and that's okay. Sick. Like you, you yeah. can't be blamed because you're busy. Like you're running, you're running the show, and you had to I can do always that. Accept so. responsibility, man. I can always accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, so. man. So yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. Thank you so much, Corey. I yeah. think it's it's been uh, it's been a pleasure having you here on the Triflow Podcast, and um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna produce this. We're gonna have it on YouTube. Um, I think you're making a difference already just by sharing this message with all of us and with everybody that's going to see it and um, all the young entrepreneurs, the young people that that see this uh, right now and they're watching this and that will watch it. And and really, like right now, we're in this digital age that is more connected than ever. So somebody literally in India could see this and or in China or in Japan or somewhere around yeah. the world that I just understand your language and, and can connect with you at a level that is uh, that's never been witnessed before. So um, I think you should share your message and you should share it more and you should spend not twenty five thousand. Fifty thousand. So we give the people thirty five thousand and give us twenty five thousand too. Yeah, dude, I mean, but, the main, the main, <laughs> but the main thing is is the purpose and and helping people and and you are on that. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I, I just finish off with like you know I've lived my life by always looking to advice from people who actually have what I want. That's how I cured nice. myself of the sickness. You know, that's how I literally cured myself of a chronic incurable sickness. That's how I built a multi-million dollar company. That's how I, you know, I've killed it in business is and in sales is listen to people who actually have the results. Don't don't just think that because they have a piece of paper beside their name or some credentials that they actually know what they're talking about. So, you know, don't keep an open mind with somebody just because they're an academic, like actually look to see if they have the results. And that's how you got to build your life. Have an advisor for your, for every area of your life, a health advisor, money advisor, business advisor, have an advisor who has the results for every area of your life and shut everybody else's opinion out, cut it out. That would be my, that'd be my final message. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. It's, it's, it's been an amazing podcast. Like it's your story is incredible. And yeah, by all means, like we, we should be sharing this with as many people as possible. So appreciate both of you. Of course. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I'll have you guys on when we launch our podcast. That'll be at the end of summer. Hey, hey, I'd love to come on. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Peace, man. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Okay, so if that's it at the end of the episode, um, we'll just end it by saying, you know, uh, thanks for coming by and watching uh, another TriFlow podcast. And until next time, uh, stay tuned for what we have. Till then, adios.